Welcome to the Huntington Helps Podcast. My name is Joan and I'm your host. And today we want to discuss the dreaded topic, for kids that is, of back to school. Or for parents, the exciting topic of back to school. Now, joining me is Ann Huntington, who is a member of the Board of Directors and the VP of Business Development at Huntington Learning Center. She's the second generation Huntington leading the charge for the company that her parents founded back in 1977. Thank you for joining me, Ann. Thank you, Joan. Now, when we talk about getting ready for back to school, I would say like most people think school supplies, new shoes, let's go to, you know, the mall and get some clothes. But there are a lot of other things that should be considered in this vast topic of of getting prepared for school. Um, You're a leader in the education space. What do you, what do Huntington recommend for this critical time? Back to school is an exciting time. Maybe a student thinks it's a dreaded time, but let's make it exciting. So back to school, the key is to prepare. So yes, shopping in terms of school supplies, clothing may be on the list of to-dos. It's also really important to think about academics and also the mindset of school because there's a lot of change from summer back into school. So preparation is essential. And preparation is not a sprint, it's a marathon. Students and parents alike should not be rushing to make sure their student is prepared to go back to school. It's not ripping the Band-Aid off, which can hurt. It's really making sure that the student is prepared. So we recommend at Huntington that you take the final few weeks to start easing your children back into school to get them ready for the upcoming year. So, and that that means uh, getting to bed earlier, uh, maybe creeping up the, the wake-up time earlier and earlier. Um, what else? Walking routes, pickup routes, uh, stuff like that? Those are excellent tips, Joan. We also suggest that the kids get together with their classmates, especially if they haven't seen each other the whole summer. This can make the transition much easier when they see a familiar face. There are also moments in which the actual environment changes. So think a grammar school to a middle school to a high school. So if there's time, uh, we suggest that the families go and visit the schools, walk around the different schools, maybe even meet a teacher who might be preparing his or her classroom. And this helps to make sure that the student feels comfortable and feels that, okay, I understand my environment and that exposure can help in terms of the change to back to school. In addition, as, as you had suggested, you know, moving the alarm back a couple of minutes every day. That bedtime is also critical because it's all about bedtime. It's all about bedtime, and it's it's about bedtime for us, and we're adults. Uh, So (laughs) it really it it comes back to being prepared and getting ready for back to school and easing your whole family into it. Set up a schedule in a visible place, be it a kitchen or some other place within your home so that you know, okay, well, this day we have doctor's appointments, this day we're going to Huntington, this day we're going to the playground, this day, so that they start to understand the concept of a routine. So um, when my son was in elementary school, we did more play dates with classmates. When we got the class list in, I made sure uh, I hit up all the other parents. Hey, let's let's have a Nerf Wars game on the school playground, or or let's play a game of tag for a couple of hours, or let's just meet at the local park or something. But doing as much as possible, you know, on the property of the school or around 
with those other kids. And um, we'd also get the neighborhood kids. For instance, when my son went from taking the bus in elementary school to being a walker at his middle school now, we got the neighborhood kids to walking the mile and a half walking route to school every morning. Um, you know, we'd take our dogs. This was over the summer, but we wanted to make sure that we got that pattern and also um, the time it took to take that walking route uh, to and from school. As they say, practice makes it work. So I think the more practice and the more times that a routine is set, the better the student will be. So if the student is taking public transportation, start taking the subway or the bus with the student. If the student is going to be going to a new school and there's a new bus stop, walk to the bus stop, see how long it takes, give yourself ample time. If it's a new school, walk to the school. Really understand what will this routine be and are we comfortable with it? Because you can always change it. And if you drive, pick up drop-off points, phone numbers, you know, all that. It's important to really have that routine and also have the plan so that the student feels that, okay, in any situation, I feel like I will be successful. Be it, okay, there's a snowstorm or it's raining or it's windy or my friend is sick and my friend is is usually the one who picks me up. What's that backup plan? And when do I know about it? Do we tell the family, okay, well, if two families are going to school together and carpooling and someone's sick, is it the night before? What's the alternative? And it's having these conversations with the kids because the kid has to get to school and there's so much going on in in the back to school realm. How can we make it as smooth as possible? So academics, um, that is a huge area of back to school preparation. So what can we do over the summer to get our kids to still be able to read, still be able to, you know, carry the one? (laughs) And do we need to do it for all the topics? I could see math and reading, but what about, you know, history and English? Do we need to do all preparations across the board like that or just the basics? Well, I think it depends on the student and what the goals of the student are. Bring them into Huntington. Let's see where they're at. We are talking about back to school, so this is leading up to school. So it's important to refresh. It can be formal or informal. So formally, you can have worksheets, workbooks from last year to brush up on those skills, be it reading or math or other basics. Or it could be informal where uh, you're looking at the baseball stats and you're, you're doing arithmetic there or you're reading together or you're reading as a family, or it could be practicing writing and having your child have a daily journal about what he or she did over the summer. But it, it's always critical to keep academics front of mind and bring it into the everyday of the family. There are also lots of reading programs. Um, you can go to your library for a summer reading program. You can go to Barnes & Noble. Uh, Huntington has a, a summer reading program, I Yes, assume. we have something called Reading Adventure for our enrolled students. Reading is really essential to success, but also the student has to know what he or she is reading. Uh, so the fluency could be great, but if there's no comprehension, how on earth do you have the student be successful? So that's where Huntington can come in and we can identify exactly where the gaps are, the strengths, and the areas of opportunity for the student. But the key really is to prepare and to make it, as we talked about earlier, that marathon. It's not a sprint. And there are so many resources that can help across the board. And the 
the most important part is knowing that there are resources and involving your kids in these conversations. When is it a good time to talk to your child about benchmarks, expectations from the school year, and all that? If you have like nothing lower than a C, or I expect you to, you know, do extra credit, etc.? Well, I think the first part is to have an open conversation. So how did the student end last year? If the student ended really positive, fantastic. If the student didn't end positively and now it's back to school, well, there is something called the summer slide and that does happen to all students when there isn't practice. It's like anything, you need to practice, practice, practice. That said, it's a new school year, so there's an opportunity for a refresh, for a whole rebranding, if you will. And so goal setting is really important, and it's important to have it as a positive conversation and a collaborative conversation with the child or children. Now, if there are multiple children at home, We recommend that you have these conversations one-on-one because every student is different, every child is different. So what a sibling may have as one goal setting may be different than the other setting. And as a parent, it's important to really make sure that every all of your children know that they have a, a particular goal. Now, how does that work? So you can talk to them in an informal way around the kitchen table. Uh, and it's important to talk about the things that he or she, that student, your child, wants to accomplish or change this school year, academic or otherwise. We recommend asking an open-ended question to your child. What are your goal settings? Now, if the student doesn't have any goal settings, now how do you bring in and support your ideas to then help the student understand the concept of goal setting. Now, if your child had any difficulties last year, let him or her know that you are there to help. You are there to champion your child and you want to maintain an open communication about school with your child. So back to school preparation is all about getting in the right mindset and it's best to prepare to start the year off right. So what could be students' goals as they're going into the school year? Uh, You know, in in the case of an elementary school student, a middle school student, a teenager in a high school would be more obvious. I want to pull up my grades so I can get into X school. But what about the younger students? What could be their goals? Do they care enough about their grades? Do they, um, that they'd want to pull up their grades or? It depends on the student, right? So at Huntington, All of our programs are individualized for each student. So it could be a kindergartner who's reading or it could be a kindergartner who still is not understanding sight words. Uh, So every level is different. So we can't generalize specifics in terms of this is what a kindergartner needs to do. We can talk about tips in terms of this is what we're seeing. Uh, These are different signs of uh, need for tutoring or uh, enrichment. So the key is really having that open conversation and understanding where the student is and then also getting help. And you want to understand the benchmark. What does an A look like at your school or a B or a C or a D? You want to know as a parent, what level is my child at and how can I help my child succeed? What tools do I need to enforce or reinforce for that student? So maybe a, a kid's goal, a, a younger child's goal would be not to struggle so much. 
Right, but what does struggling mean? So if homework at the end of the year was taking three plus hours for that third grader or that fifth grader, that's way too long. There's something else going on. Right. So let's peel it back and let's figure out what's exactly going on and let's help that student. But that's also goal setting. So if the family saw that the the child was taking a long time last year, how can you set that student up for success? Is it a multitasking? Is it organizational? Or is there something more? Sometimes what we'll see is if a student, let's say in math, all of a sudden the math problems are word problems. And the student went from doing really well to now the student hates math, comes home, says, oh, I hate that teacher, I hate this. Well, what does that really mean? You know, what is that student coping with or hiding or or really doesn't know how to articulate? Well, that may be a reading comprehension issue. That actually stems from something a few years behind. So instead of just saying, okay, you're not interested in this, how can we empower our children to make them feel that it's okay to show that you know, I'm having some difficulties in this subject. How can I get the help, be it at Huntington or uh, with with the at schools home at home? How can we provide that support so that student finds the love for math again? And once we understand what the issue is, what the problem is, we can solve it. I, I bet your kids don't even know, especially young kids, don't even know that they can love learning, that they can be easy. Yes. So well, motivation is knowing that a child can motivate themselves, um, you know, in the direction of learning and all that. Like I said before, you know, buy-in is key here. If you can get a child to buy in to learning, really the whole um, engine runs, you know, itself. It's true. And it's also the, the key is really empowering the student. At Huntington, we will say we build the skills, confidence, and motivation for each student. And it really starts with that. It's building the skills and then the mindset, the confidence, the motivation. And the student feels empowered and feels that aha moment where it clicks and everything comes together. So in terms of getting back to school and preparing, it's Goal setting and really having that open conversation with your children is essential. But also realize it's the end of summer. So still have fun. Have fun year round, but make sure that you stay to that goal and you stay on task and you do it together as a family. When we have a goal in our house, uh, I have a, um, a wall in the kitchen that's painted with the uh, chalkboard paint. And I put it up on my uh, chalkboard. We put the goal there so we constantly have to walk by it every day. That's great. Um, Really quickly, summer tutoring versus school tutoring. Difference in schedule, less frequent, less intense. What's it like? Well, learning doesn't have a, a season. You're always learning. And at Huntington, we help students year round. And frequency is key. It's like anything. If you don't practice, you don't improve. So by building those skills that then helps the confidence and motivation, as we've discussed, is essential. So you have to be committed. The student needs to be committed, and the family needs to be committed. And we realize that there are so many options, extracurriculars, multiple kids in the home, that schedule 
scheduling can be bananas. And we understand that this is a priority and this is setting the student up for success the rest of the student's life, the rest of the child's life. So it has to be a priority and it has to be frequent. All right, so back to school. We covered the topic of uh, shoe shopping to, uh, you know, weekly studying. Back to school is such an essential time, and it's really a time to get back into a routine and also to make sure that there's fun involved, and it's also about getting back to the academics and school. And so by setting up that routine, visiting the classroom, visiting with friends, going through the route in terms of how you're getting to school, and most importantly, setting the families up for success and the children up for success, it's really powerful and it's really exciting. So back to school is an exciting time, Joan, and and I wish all of the families well this school year. Um, Okay, so how can folks, and including students, parents, educators, um, submit questions to our podcast? Well, visit us on our website. If you're going to submit questions, go to Facebook or Instagram. I believe the link is in the podcast description. And we will look uh, forward to your questions. Thank you very much for listening to Huntington Helps. I'm Joan, she's Ann, and we will talk to you next time.